Hey everybody, it's Jimmy. Welcome to Balls and Brew and the Fast Break. We are very excited to be here on the eve of free agency in the NBA. That's what Rod, Chris, and I talk about. Even before we got the news that James Harden is finally opting into a Sixers contract only to be traded, is he going to go to the Clippers? Well, I tell you my thoughts, but I think I go over them pretty well in the show. Hey, Chris. What are we listening to? Hello, Internet. The Morgan You Know Podcast Network presents Balls and Brew. Reunited and it feels so good. Welcome to another edition of the Flagship Sports Podcast here on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network. I am your host. My name is Rod Morgan. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to the producer of this podcast and every other podcast here on the Morgan You Know Podcasting Network, James Jamriska, for joining us once again. Jimmy, my man, we missed you last week. You are back now, but we have no time to waste. We're going to immediately go into the fast break. Welcome to the Fast Break. He fastest 15 minutes in the NBA. I'm Jimmy. Rod is right next to me. And guess what? Chris King is in the house. Chris, how are you tonight? I am doing well. It is great to have you back, Jimmy. We missed you last week. You know, I did uh, pick one of my favorite nights uh, of the entire year to not be on my favorite podcast of the entire, well, podcast realm. Uh and a, a NFL draft. That was good, too. That was a good one. But we talk NBA here on the fast break. Balls and Brew was earlier. Uh, the NBA draft is always one of my favorites. Not as many trades as we'd like to see at the top, but we do have free agency coming up, and that's what we're going to chat about right now. I want to talk about some of the best free agents out there and best being in quotes as, Jimmy, as well. Yes. Can we take just a quick, a quick sojourn here? All right. Because I see Chris's hat and I see Chris's flag. And we certainly talked last week about how excited he was about Hood Scafino. But we got to talk about Trace Jackson Davis. No, right. The whole he's tweeting at everybody. You're going to regret it. Go second to the end. And I believe he's on the perfect team for him. I mean, a high basketball IQ can make a three pointer, can do some things in the middle of the floor with the basketball running that second unit with Chris Paul. I mean, things couldn't be better for your boy, Trace Jackson Davis, right, Chris? I wanted to give you the chance here to to spout that Hoosiers love you're famous for. Yeah, listen, he you you hit it on the nail right on the head when you said basketball IQ. The dude is smart with the ball in his hands. He knows how to play out at double teams. He had to do that a lot the last two years in the Big Ten. Um, there was a reason he was a finalist for a basketball player of the year. Um, I definitely think he should have went a little bit higher. Um, I am also kind of happy he went with on a team that is built for success right now. Um, and I, you're right. I think him and Chris Paul can play a, a really good two-man game on that second unit. Uh, I, let, let's give him a little bit of practice before we put him in the second unit right away. Uh, but I do like the fact that he's got a chip on his shoulder. Now, let's see if it's an actual chip rod or it's a manufactured chip. <laughs> That's good, Jimmy. I like that because it could easily be manufactured. Because what else are you going to say when you're the second to last pick of the draft? I mean, he is the son of Dale Davis. That dude had a little bit of a mean streak in him. We all know that. Well, and sometimes it is better for you to go undrafted uh, in, in the NBA so you can pick that right team. But like you said, Chris, I kind of agree with you. If you're going to go to a team and learn 
how to win, how to learn some culture. There's only a couple teams you can think of that are that are good in that. And obviously, culture is number one in the Golden State Warriors because nothing's ever gone bad there. Speaking of which, our first free agent that we're going to chat about, Draymond Green, opted out of his deal with the Golden State Warriors. And well, a couple teams. Sacramento's got some money. Dallas may have some money in signing trades. Houston, Portland. There's a lot of teams around for Draymond Green. Rod, let's go to you first. Number one, would you sign Draymond Green, Dray, Draymond Green, to thirty million dollars a year? And number two, who do you think is going to do it? Because let's be honest, someone's going to. I'm glad that you went to me first here because we all know Chris is going to absolutely poison that well with any kind of poison that he can get his hands on here when it comes to talking about his guy Draymond Green. So let's let's lean positive here. I believe in the intangibles that Draymond Green brings to a team, right? I don't necessarily know what they are, but guess what? Nobody in the NBA is looking for me to be an assistant coach, scout, or head coach of their basketball team. I believe in Steve Kerr's basketball IQ, one of the best broadcasters ever out there. Guy's got a bunch of championship rings as a player, was good in college, okay? He wanted this guy on his team. Steph Curry, one of the greatest players in the NBA, continues to want this guy on his team. And I'm a little bit worried, Jim. I'm a little bit worried. I think bringing Chris Paul in, the Warriors clearly say we're bringing the band back together, so that's the most logical place for him to stay. But I also believe in Brian Windhorst, okay? And the minute, the minute the Kings got rid of, man, the backup center who's now in Dallas. Holmes, maybe. Rashawn yeah, Holmes, Holmes, I think Rashawn his name Holmes. is. Yep, 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 yep. The minute they got rid of him and opened up the very $30 million type room that you're talking about, Jimmy, I don't know, man, because Mike Brown, Draymond Green have a very good relationship. I mean, there's just, if you're Sacramento, Karis, your team that you love, your guys, the beam lighters, they need defense, and Draymond Green is almost an instant defensive upgrade. So I like him to your Kings, but you have a big, huge sourpuss over there. So I imagine the poisoning of the well will commence now. I would have a very hard and difficult moral conundrum if Draymond Green ends up on the Sacramento Kings. I don't know what I'd do. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he declined this option so that he could sign a longer deal with Golden State for more money overall, but less per year, somewhere in the range of three years, $60 million probably. Um, it'll help Golden State with their cap. I don't think... I don't. I definitely don't think he's worth thirty mil a year. I get what you say with the intangibles, but like this dude's going to be thirty-four. The intangibles aren't there on a consistent basis like they used to be. He can't shoot really anymore. Uh, he's a detriment on offense, no matter how good on defense he is. I think he stays with Golden State. And please, 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 to the basketball gods or whoever else may be listening, do not let Sacramento sign him. Yeah, Chris, I kind of agree with you on that one. I, I just think that's a bonus green, that first meeting. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Welcome to the team. Why would you kick me? Um, I just don't think that's a, that's a good fit right now, and I don't think that's what the Kings really need uh, to start the season off on that kind of weird track because, again – Draymond Green has a tendency to uh, get angry with teammates and then have them leave. So I'd give Draymond Green, Green three years, 90 mil. That's that's as high as I'd go. 30 mil a year, three years, boom. And then in that third year, he's an expiring contract. Maybe somebody wants to get out of a longer-term deal. 
he might be able to do some things there. But I think Draymond's got two years left at pretty solid basketball. Four at one twenty. Yeah, that's a lot. I would I would like the three at ninety is not horrendous, especially if that first year is in like a forty million dollar range and then it's uh, de escalating from there. I know there's a percentages that you you have to do in there, so I might be a little off in my math. Someone else that um, has kind of gone from coast to coast, and he's done a pretty good job of elevating his status in his mind. Let's talk about Kyle Kuzma here next um, in Washington. I think Kyle Kuzma thinks he's going to get a lot. I would love to see the Cleveland Cavaliers somehow, some way, get in a position to get Kuzma. I know they only have that $12 million um, mid-level right now, but I see Kuzma as somebody the Kings could use as well. Along with the Cavs, he's a scorer. He's gotten better on defense. I like Kuzma, um, but ultimately I think he may end up back in Washington, Rod. What are you thinking about Kyle Kuzma? I think the Wizards are going to say, go, go, Kyle. Go out there and get your money. And I think Kyle's going to see that the money is not out there. And then Washington, right, they're going to kind of send him that. You know how you send that late night you up text every once in a while, right? You're like, you're not necessarily approaching the conversation, but you just kind of want to know you're thinking about him. And they'll say, okay, Kyle, we aren't going to give you a long-term deal, but we'll give you $25 million for one year. Come back and play for us for one oh. year because the Wizards the Wizards are going to need to hit that floor, right? Like the they just signed the CBA You've got to be to 90% of the salary cap by opening night, right? You can't do what the Pacers did last year and start the year with all that room and then just re-sign one of your players. You can't do that now. So I think the Wizards will say, okay, you can still believe in yourselves, but why don't you come take our $25 million? We'll give you 20 shots a game because we're not interested in winning next year. And Kyle Kuzma might say, you know what? I'll do that. The J.J. Redick gimmick, I believe. He had a couple of those and then got a long-term deal after that. Chris King... Kyle Kuzma, where do you think he might end up? And are you someone who would sign him for that $25 million a year? Um, I would. And I'm going to give you some stats on Mr. Kuzma, just so you guys know what kind of asset you may be passing up on. All right. This dude is one of only four players in the NBA last year that averaged 21.7 boards, three assists per game, while making over 153 pointers on the season. That is a big man that can score, stretch the defense, hit the three. How many teams don't want that on their team right now? There's a lot of teams out there that need to start scoring some more, and this is a perfect type of guy to to sign. Do you worry about good stats, bad team, Chris? Because that Wizards, Wizards team last year was an absolute rat team. Somebody had to do something. Are you worried that that's just a Jeremy Grant that one year in the terrible Detroit that inflated his stats type year? Listen, Shooters are going to still make shots no matter what gym they're in, Rod. If he's going to make 153s in Washington, he can make 153s somewhere else. You want guys that can make the three-pointer in today's NBA. I don't think I was speaking to the the dimensions of the uh, AT&T Center where the Wizards play there in beautiful Washington, D.C. I was speaking more to the fact that there wasn't a Wizards game that's meant shit for five years, and that's a little different when you're (laughs) playing in that game than when you're playing in a game that might matter. Well, and but here's the thing, though. You know, the Cavs, the Kings. How how would the Kings have liked uh, instead of Harrison Barnes shooting that three, Kyle Kuzma shooting that three? You know what I mean? Well, what I'm telling or you is Kyle Celtics. Kuzma could look just as bad as Harrison Barnes shooting that three because I'm not so sure that the man is made for the pressure. All right, Kuzma seems Ooh. a little all about the extraneous life that the NBA brings him. He seems completely like one of those guys that's going to be content to get his and just be considered pretty good and make a lot of money. I'm not so sure I want Kyle Kuzma anywhere near my winning basketball team. 
Speaking of people who might be content to get his rod, I appreciate the transition. James Harden is a huge free agent uh, in name, especially in name. I don't know in, in talent anymore. We'll find out here in a minute with uh, our talk here. But James Harden has been linked to Philadelphia and Houston. Houston or Philadelphia. I cannot believe the Houston Rockets would want James Harden back on their team. Did is the owner did he sleep during that time? James Harden sat there and watched the pass go by him. He threw he didn't care. He tries to take over a culture. It's all about him. We're going to stay an extra night. He doesn't play as much he had a, and he doesn't win. He gets scared in big games. We saw that happening. I cannot imagine or fathom why anyone would want to bring him into this young team. I, I It would be a dumb move. You're going to pay him a lot of money, and after year one, you're going to regret that contract. Oh, you can trade him later. Why pay him in the first place? Bring in some more people to get that culture better. I know I'm going on a little soliloquy here. I don't care. Um, I, I don't want James Harden anywhere near the Houston Rockets. Let's have him stay in Philadelphia, please. Would you? I mean, would you rather have Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks? Because that's yes, what you're 100%, looking at. One hundred percent. I would rather have Fred Van Vliet. All of them. All of them. Fred Van Vliet I, and Dylan Brooks, because Fred Van Vliet is going to bring that culture. He's an adult in the room. James Harden is not an adult in the room. And Dylan Brooks is. He's, he's a good defender. <laughs> he's he's got an attitude. I don't know about the adult part, but maybe Freddie can talk to him a little bit about that. But I, I I would take those two over James Harden any day. This this really sounds like a Ronda Nation almost yeah. coming out of you, Jim. I mean, I mean your your hatred for Harden is almost as high as what Rods is for Kyrie or me for Draymond. It's not hatred. It's I have eyes. I've seen basketball. It's over. I'm sorry. You're gonna pay him forty, forty five. $50 million. Come on. Why? Uh, if you're Philadelphia, you have to pay him that because you need to keep oh, your salary spot on your team. And so, you know what I mean? Like he's so he's, yeah. he's probably going to end up back in Philadelphia. Here's the thing. Houston's going to spend their money on somebody. Okay. So if Tillman Fertitta gets his way, I believe the Rockets will offer him four-year max money. I do. I believe that they will absolutely max do that. money? I do. I do. I believe that they – the Rockets are going to offer that money to somebody. And I think that Tillman Vertita is going to say to himself, do I want to offer that kind of money to Fred Van Vliet or to James Harden, right? Because when you're the owner, you don't look at the stats like Chris is going to look at, right? You look at a few other things. James Harden, far bigger Q rating, famous in Houston, more points per game, all the all the above. He's going to say, give me that guy. We've stunk for a few years in a row. I don't want to stink anymore. Let's go. Give me James Harden. But I think James Harden has thought better of it and will end up back in Philadelphia. Uh, Chris, go ahead. I have no faith in Houston making a smart decision. Good call. I haven't seen them make any smart decisions since, I don't know, Hakeem Olajuwon played there, or Yao Ming played there, (laughs) or Yao Ming maybe. I mean, past that. So, like, of course he's going to end up in Houston. Of course they're going to give him a four-year deal with almost max money, if not max money, and he's going to go there. He likes Houston. He likes Texas. That's where he'll end up retiring. 
That's where he's going to stay. He'll end up there. He likes cowboy right. hats. He likes belt buckles. He likes barbecue. He likes strip clubs. You know, he likes. I was about ready to say strip he clubs. He likes no taxes. You know what I mean? He likes the fact that the Rockets are not going to be playing any games that matter because James isn't very good in games that matter. You know, there's a lot of attractive things about Houston to James, but I think he's going to stay in Philadelphia. I really do. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to sign for $30 million a year and you have two choices? You can either pay. Seven uh, percent or eight percent tax on that thirty million dollars a year, or zero percent tax on that uh, eight, thirty million dollars a year. That's insane. That the, the Mavs in Houston and in San Antonio just don't have everybody, including you know, and the teams in Florida as well. Uh, Rod brought up a couple of the next people: Fred Van Vliet, um, Van Fleet, Freddie from Toronto. Rod, if you don't want him to go to Houston, where do you think he would be a good fit? I think he needs to go to San Antonio. I think that'd be an actual really good place for him, right? I think San Antonio has some some younger guards, but I don't necessarily know that they have a guy who can actually put together and run a offense the way I believe you're going to want to try to run offense, right? You're going to want everything to be tip-top, and you're going to want to try to maximize your, your Victor Wembenyama asset in his rookie year. So... I think Freddie Van Vliet should end up at San Antonio because they're going to need some few other players on that team. I think they're going to try to be pretty darn good right out the gate. So give me Fred Van Vliet in San Antonio. Again, speaking of that no state tax. Because he's yeah, coming from Toronto where they tax an awful lot. And then he's gonna, he's gonna yeah, be like, you mean I'm giving all this money back now? Yeah, heck yeah. I'm going down there. Yeah, Freddie V, as I like to call him now, is someone I actually would love to have seen go to Chicago. I think he would have been the, the point guard they needed. They just signed Vooch for that $30 million, so they didn't really have much money left in there. Um, I, I do like the Spurs because he's not quite on the timeline that the Spurs are on, but he's still young enough. And he's seen enough. And he's played enough. He's got that championship ring that it might be kind of cool to have him help build that culture, Chris King. Yeah, I, I listen. That fit makes sense. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think that I really think that Miami's going to get tired of waiting to see what Portland does with Damian Lillard, if anything. And I see Miami doing a sign and trade with Toronto for Fleet. Um, I think that is going to be a consistent veteran type point guard that they need down there. Jimmy calls him anything. Jimmy I, calls him Freddie V and Chris just calls him Fleet. I love it. You guys both have nicknames for your boy. Let's go. Hey, when you can't say his name, you just make something up. Dylan Brooks is Here's the thing. The it better list. be a sign yeah. trade though, real quick on Chris's point yeah, there to oh, Miami. Sure. It better be a sign and trade cuz Miami doesn't have that kind of money to sign him the free agent contract he's going to want. So it definitely have hey, to be a sign and trade. We we talked about this a little bit right before you got on, Rod, and Miami has signed eight undrafted free agents, so they have the players to make that deal with. And and Jimmy mentioned, he's like, well, they're going to have to have a lot of people on the payroll if they're going to make a deal for Damian, and it's going to be the same with Fleet. Hey, how how cool if Freddie V was traded for Kyle Lowry in a sign-and-trade? <laughs> oh, Lowry yeah. Goes home. That could happen. Uh, Dylan Brooks is someone who is really on, on both sides. We've had our fights on Dylan Brooks as well, but you can't say that he's not a tenacious defender and he, he plays as hard as he possibly can, sometimes too hard. I like him for a Dallas because if Dallas is going to bring back somebody that we're going to talk about here in a minute and they have Luka, you might as well just get another personality in there. Why the hell not, Rod? Yeah, I mean, the Mavericks would love to have a Dylan Brooks on their team, but I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I think you have the right state. I think that if Houston doesn't get Harden, which I predicted they're not going to get Harden, I think Dylan Brooks is going to end up on that team. 
Okay. Okay. Chris King, anybody for Dylan Brooks? I actually think uh, Rod was close earlier, but instead of Draymond, the Kings are going to get Dylan Brooks. Whoa. They need help wow. on defense. Wow. Okay. And this is somebody that can help them on defense. Okay. I love um, that like, you, you're like, we can't have the cancer that is Draymond Green go to the Kings, but Dylan Brooks somehow is a model citizen who you're signing up for. I, I just, I love this. I never said he was a model citizen. That's for sure. He definitely does not have the track record that Draymond Green has yet. Uh, correct. That is correct. Dylan Brooks does not have that track record. Uh, Austin Reeves coming from L.A. I think he's going to get signed to an offer sheet, a pretty big offer sheet, in that like four years, 80 million type area. And I think the Lakers are going to match. Rod, is this someone if or, or Chris King? Let's go to Chris. If you're the Pacers. Are you or someone like that? I love you. Oh, I do. For multiple, or I could have gone Utah. Either one is fine. I was going to say, if you're the Pacers, Chris, (laughs) do you sign him to a four year, $80 million offer sheet knowing full well you're probably not going to get him, but you might? See, I think, I don't know if the Lakers can the Lakers afford to match an $80 million contract. They can match whatever. They can match whatever. They can. So if they have to match. Yes. So they, can't sign him. they can only sign him to like a, a nothing deal. 50, but like, they can I match. think it was like 50. They can match anything. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think, I don't think they're, he's going to go anywhere. I think even if the Pacers or the Jazz or somebody offer him a sheet, I think the play, the Lakers will match. I think they would be dumb if they don't match. He was one of the big reasons they turned it around in the second half last year. They need to realize that and match whatever offer he's getting. All right, let's go to back to uh, Dallas here uh, in Texas, Rod. Um, Kyrie Irving, your boy, the man of many Rod Dimnations, will sign with the Dallas Mavericks. How many years is he going to get, Rod? What are they going to come to? Every once in a while, Jim, you've got to be the first person to journey up a mountain and plant your take flag down. And I floated this. Last time you were on the pod with all of us, or no, actually I floated it to Corey Nance and to Chris, and it might've even been in the segment that never found air. We actually recorded two segments and then one of them, like the internet just robbed it from us. I think there is a world where Kyrie Irving sits out the beginning of the year because he is holding out for a max contract that no one wants to give him. I honestly, I'm planting my flag right there. Kyrie Irving, what about this guy has been normal with any of his behavior for years now? He's always talking about wanting to start his own league and how guys aren't really actually paid correct. And he's got so many things that he tries to make himself a martyr about. I completely see Kyrie saying, you're not giving me the full year, Max. All right, I'm not signing it. And then it's just a staring contest. Well, I mean, nothing you can say is, oh, I can't believe he would never do that. Of course he would do that. That'd be fine. What I will tell you he won't do is he won't be like, you know what? I'm just going to pay for the mid-level, uh, play for the mid-level with the Lakers. Or I'm just going to go a couple million bucks with the Lakers. That's fine. Right, Chris? He's not doing that. Yeah, no. He's not going to go for any kind of mid-level exemption type salary for L.A. He would he would require LeBron and AD to restructure their deals to take a less a pay cut where it would match whatever pay he's getting at least. He's not going to go in there and say, I want to take less money than you guys. I 
I I can completely see Rod's scenario playing out, though. The more you think about it, the more it's like, yeah, that's actually going to happen, isn't it? I mean, I can see a team that doesn't have a real shot of competing next year trying to offer him a, a deal, and he's saying no, even though it may be max. I think he's really set his sights on Dallas or the Lakers, and if one of those teams don't give him that the max deal or the deal that he wants, then he'll probably hold out. You know, and we we mentioned it once, and I, we kind of glossed over it, but I think that salary floor is a terrific idea. I love that idea for every team before the start of the season is also terrific because you do have to pay people. You can take on big contracts just to make sure you hit that before the season begins. I love that. Um, Chris, let's talk about your Indiana Pacers. They've got a little bit of money. They can do some things. Who would you like to see them go after? And who do you actually think they're going to go after? I would actually like to see them go after somebody like Brooke Lopez. Okay. Brooke Lopez. Listen, listen, he, he has really shown how well and how how important he is to a team, especially this last couple of years in Milwaukee. Uh, this is a guy who has had 100 blocks and 100 threes four different times in his career. I think he'd fit in with the Pacers. He doesn't need to get a lot of minutes. He can stretch the floor on offense. He is a rim protector on defense. They can get out from under Miles Turner and finally do something with him maybe. I think it's a good fit. Hey, Rod, um, replacing Miles Turner with Brooke Lopez, who's a lot older, a little bit more injury prone, uh, but is a winner. Do you think that that is the culture shock that the Indiana Pacers need? I just I love how Brooke Lopez is 35 years old, and that is no part of Chris's analysis whatsoever. <laughs> and Draymond Green is 34 years old, and he's cooked and over the hill when it when, when it came to time to talk about Draymond. So I, I absolutely love that distinction, and I feel like I should point it out there. I like that Lopez is on this list because I think that he's really kind of a tricky deal, right? Like every team out there wants a rim protecting center who can shoot three pointers. All right, and so Brooke Lopez absolutely fits that bill, but that he's far more valuable to Milwaukee than he would be to another team. But I worry that Brooke is going to say to himself, all right, I need to cash in one last time here. So I worry that he's going to take some money from somebody where he really probably shouldn't be playing. He probably should just go back to Milwaukee because that team's going to be pretty good again, give himself a shot at another ring. But I worry he's going to take the money. So hopefully it's not the Pacers, but you could see him, you know, like Orlando's got some cap space. You know, I mean, I know Orlando's got some big guys, but an actual real life center, you know, a team that I think is a little closer to winning than, say, the Pacers are, you know, maybe something like that. But I think How Lopez is out of you? Milwaukee. I'm just so, looking at the Pacers. Let's, you know, just just being honest yeah. here as a, as a Hoosier. Well, and then, you know, Cam Johnson is someone who's been brought up for the Pacers. They did swing big for DeAndre Ayton last yes. year. Yes. Offer him the full boat. Make the New Jersey Nets pay that because you're in the same conference as them and that'll hurt them a little bit. So if nothing else, at least offer it for that reason. And I mean, they may have to move back to New Jersey because they're not going to be able to f- afford the taxes in Brooklyn if they uh, if they have, if they sign Cam Johnson. Um, let's talk about Milwaukee before we head out here. Chris Middleton opts out of forty million dollars guaranteed, so that means he's going to get probably a three year, hundred million dollar deal, maybe ninety million dollar deal, maybe a little less annual, but more money. I'm really worried about the Bucks moving forward if they lose Lopez. Um, 
and they don't bring anybody in to help out Giannis and the crew. Am I just off base there, Chris, or are we, should we be concerned about Milwaukee? If they don't have Lopez or Middleton next year, then yeah, it's not the same team anymore. Um, Valid. It's definitely, it's definitely a completely different team than from the team that won the championship. But two years ago, I'd say that takes them from being number one in the East down to five, maybe okay. four. Rod, uh, if you're the Bucks, do you bring Middleton back? I, I don't see it. I, I, I'm worried about these people that get hurt all the time. What do you mean you don't see it? Middleton, uh, he walked away from $40 million, okay? He's not going to oh, walk no, away. It's going to happen. I just don't know why they're going to do it. That, see, that's it. Middleton's going to be there. I think Lopez should be back there. I, I've i hinted at my the, the slander against Giannis has gone too far. I think the slander against the Bucks is going too far, right? I mean, oh. it'd be wonderful for every team in the NBA to win a championship, right? But unfortunately, that's not the way it works out. Yeah. There's only one team that wins a championship at the end of the year. The Milwaukee Bucks are absolutely going to have something to say about that again next year. I'm sorry, right? They're just they're not going to fall off the face of the earth. Like that's just it's just not possible. But we'll get to more of that Bucks talk as the offseason wears on i want to throw out the only guy not mentioned on the list here jimmy and that is max Struess in indiana okay your football team down there in the circle city listens to me every once in a while right i told them to draft yep. Anthony richardson they did that I told him to bring in gardner Minshew. a couple years later they finally listened to me on that one pacers there's a whole lot of teams in this league that are going to be talking to max Struess and saying hey bud we'll give you the full mid-level exception, which is around $12.5 million. Some teams might even give him three years at $12.5 million. Pacers, be the team that calls up Max Struess and says, hey, bud, we'll give you four years, $55 million. Just a little bit up over that mid-level exception because that is a player that can make the Pacers far better. A little more shooting on that team, a guy that can handle a little bit too and play some defense. I think Max Struess, if he wants some money because he's been an unheralded, undrafted guy, G League, all of the above, Pacers can give it to him. He'd make sense on that roster. And for twelve to fifteen million dollars, I, I definitely pick him up. That's why I'm saying with like Houston, why wouldn't you go Struce, uh, Freddie Fleet, Freddie V, and uh, uh, Dylan Brooks instead of a James Harden? You know, I mean, you can get a lot more bang for your buck that way. I think, right, Chris? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, one of the guys that I like to bring up that we didn't mention who would fit into this mold would be uh, Karis LeVert. He really found his groove in Cleveland last year, I thought. He was, I thought, very integral into them being as successful as they were, and he's an unrestricted free agent right now. I can really see somebody giving him a bag. If you want to have a decent regular season and get absolutely boat raced in the playoffs, bring in Karis LeVert. <laughs> You've been listening to the Fast Break, the fastest 15 minutes in the NBA. I'm Jimmy. He's Chris. Rod, help me out here. Yeah, we uh, we really need to get a little closer to the football season so that Jimmy can morph back into the co-host line here. We're just we're really taxing our guy. He's he's producing all our pods. He's hosting multiple shows. We're really taxing our guy, but we God bless him for it. And Jimmy, in a couple of weeks. I'll take over again, and I will ask inane questions to Williams. He will no-sell my jokes and then completely continue to read from his script. That will be coming up shortly. <laughs> Goodbye, Internet.